and welcome to the White Oaks podcast. I'm Vicky Curtis, Head of Media at White Oaks, and today my guest is Mike Moore, Deputy Editor of Tech Radar Pro. We'll be chatting about journalism, PR, and the interaction and intersection of the two. Welcome, Mike. Hi, thanks for having me. No worries. So I guess a good place to start is for us is for you to give us um, a bit of a 30-second overview of your career, where you started, how you got to where you are now. Yeah, so uh, funnily enough, my uh, career did actually start in PR before I moved over to journalism. Um, a lot of people do it the other way, but I, uh, yeah, kind of ended up in PR by default. I was trying to get a job in, in journalism, but this was uh, it was a good way to learn the industry and how, yeah, how the media kind of operates on a, on a day-to-day basis. Um, but after learning the ropes there for after two to three years, I made the jump over to the B2B tech world, um, worked at a couple of trade titles, including uh, CBR, Computer Business Review, and Silicon, also known as uh, Tech Week Europe back in the day. Then I moved over to the Daily Express to work on the technology news desk there. And then um, since, well, for the last five years, I've been at Future working across Tech Radar Pro and IT Pro Portal, the uh, B2B tech titles there. It's really interesting that you started in, in PR. Obviously, you and I used to work together um, at a PR agency in London. But um, it's usually it's the other way around with journalists going into PR um, rather than PRs going into journalism. So what why did you make that move? Obviously, you said you wanted to to get into journalism originally, but what put you off of PR, I suppose? <laughs> I don't think anything really ever, ever put me off. It was uh, journalism had always been something I was really interested in, and um, that was always it was the end goal. But coming out of out of university, especially, I was quite naive in in thinking, you know, of course I can apply for a, for a BBC job straight away after working on my university newspaper, and they'll definitely accept me. As I, as I, you know, just mentioned, I didn't even really know how press releases worked or how journalists got their news. Um, so working at a PR agency, especially from a junior level, was a really good way to, to learn the ropes, basically. And um, it helped me build connections with other journalists and, and editors. And, and ultimately, when I got that first um that first unpaid internship and that and my first journalism job it was through someone I'd I'd met mm. via working in PR and um yeah uh, got my foot in the door and then worked my way up from there so moving on then to the media industry as a whole then you mentioned things had changed like obviously publications have changed and things like that so what are your thoughts on the changes in the media industry over the last three years obviously we've had covid um, that's been a massive, had a massive impact on on things. So, where do you think things have, are going to change, or have changed? Yeah, I don't. I think it's like most industries. I don't think it's an, an overreaction or an underreaction to say that quite a lot has uh, has changed. Certainly, um, I think in some ways journalism has remained the same. Though uh, we were obviously very good at remote working and, and hybrid working before um it was quite common even as a as a junior journalist and and now as as deputy editor to just think right i'm gonna go to this event or this conference all day all i need is my my laptop and i can work from anywhere really um and quite often if you've been at an event in the morning there's there's not much point in heading back to an office so we were we were very well accustomed to um yeah hybrid working and even stuff like video conferences and video calls which are really good way to to keep touch well you know, out of the country, especially. Um, 
in other ways, yeah, uh, how we get our news has, has obviously had to change. Uh, when the pandemic began, we saw huge spikes in um, certain topics, you know, the, the, the searches for best office chair and, and best keyboard and, and mouse and even stuff as basic as how do I use Zoom or how do I change my background on Teams went through the roof. So we saw there was a need for that sort of uh, content. And at Future as a whole, not just across our websites, we, we pivoted towards offering more kind of day-to-day -day advice because these are the things that people need to work, not just the people who might read our website for reviews or um, advice, but um, everyday people. You know, this Google has become such a, a really important tool for, for us as, as journalists. It's where we get the vast amount of our traffic from. So having the content that will appear to appeal to Google and, and uh, appear in those, those top searches was really key. But then after that initial peak, everyone worked out how to use Zoom and everybody had an office chair. Uh, so then it, it, it pivoted onto, okay, where do we go from here? How do we make the information, the news that we write, the advice that we give, the buying guides that we produce, how do we make that appeal to people who are now settling in as it were for, for the long haul of working from home or looking to balance the two and yeah just really making sure that we stayed on top of what our audience was looking for and it seems to still be working we have seen traffic drop off a little bit recently in, in the last few months but to be perfectly honest that's understandable because even when people were working from home i don't know about you but Sometimes the mind did wander a little bit and I did, you know, spend the odd 10 to 20 minutes reading the news when, you know, I should have been doing a report or something. So now people are back in the offices, they're definitely a, a lot more focused, but we're still seeing a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of interest in all of the content that we're writing, really. So hopefully that can continue for a long while. And has it changed the way that you guys are being pitched to? So have people, um, I mean, obviously people weren't, in their offices, so weren't picking up their phones, um, or they didn't actually have the phone, the desk phones there anymore. Um, people were obviously at home and on mobiles. So has that sort of changed the way that, um, as I say, you're being pitched to really? I think so. I think it really showed um, the importance of building relationships because as you said, people weren't really able to, to make phone calls or you know meet in person so having the relationships with um from from my side with with a pr agency or you know from the other side with a journalist was probably the most important way to get noticed because a lot of uh we we saw a lot of agencies and a lot of a lot of clients really kind of panic almost and think what do we do you know, we, we, we don't have uh, the ability to put on conferences. We don't even have the opportunity to um, uh, socialize. We don't, you know, we can't take journalists out for, for lunch or for drinks to, to tell them about our new product. How do we kind of, how do we adapt and how do we cope? And some obviously did it a lot better than, than others. And we did see a lot of, uh, you know, interesting innovation in that space. But I do think that... Uh, one of the best things, if you can call it that about the pandemic, is that it has killed off a lot of our telephone pitches. Not that we ever had them. Um, we never really had desk phones at, at Future as a, as a company rule anyway. But I think it is the unpredictability of you're not necessarily going to know if someone's in the office or not. And uh, getting, getting in touch with people now is probably a lot easier over email 
so that that has been a very positive change i think but um yeah it's it's definitely made me reconsider what i need to get out of a good pitch it it's something that you need that needs to be interesting and and grab your attention straight away really so the agencies that have kind of adapted to that and you know really encouraged their especially managers and, and AEs to go out there and be a bit more creative and a bit more flexible it's really paid off mm. and that's really interesting what you said about relationships um, I think it is so important to have those those relationships with with media and, and for you guys to have relationships with PRs as well it's you're gonna open an email from someone that you know I think is essentially what what I've been saying to my team here is is to build those relationships so your emails do get opened but obviously you have to have the substance and the the interesting pitch there as well yeah as as your listeners probably know we get a lot of emails I think on average I get between 1500 and 2000 emails every day and if there's ones that start off with you know a mail merge fail or a high xxx or a high first name I'm just probably going to bleep straight over them because there's going to be a lot of other alternatives. And off off that 1,500, 2,000 emails, we as a website can probably publish 10 to 15 news stories a day um, on average. And even if it's, you know, pitching stuff for a review or an event or to go into a buying guide, it's just, there's just so much coming in and we are able to do so little unfortunately that yeah it really does show when someone has made the effort and done the research and you know even if it's if it's not something that we would necessarily look at that they've you know made the the point of oh well maybe it won't work this way but i i I noticed you're about this or um i i see you've been covering a lot of this um recently and maybe it's not something you would exactly cover but you know maybe we could craft a byline or you know sort of set out an interview or something and just yeah like i said having that flexibility and adaptability can really be key yeah that's great to hear great insight there mike thank you um so see we've spoken recently and you mentioned that there's a, a huge amount of new journalists coming through a new generation how are they approaching getting stories and engaging with PRs? Is it all on social or through other channels? I think there's there's definitely a lot more uh, openness towards social media. Um, when I first started, obviously, Twitter and LinkedIn were, were just beginning and, and growing. And it was, you know, pretty much forbidden to ever pitch anyone from on, uh, on Twitter or, or LinkedIn. But I think people that have grown up with it a bit more and, and use it to engage not just with their friends and, and family but with you know the, the news content that they consume on a daily basis it is an integral part for them um a lot of our websites at future are now looking at what else they can do aside from just the usual kind of twitter and instagram there's youtube there's tiktok there's a, an opportunity for for journalists especially to get their voices heard and, and offer something a bit more original and a bit more interesting and harnessing those uh networks can really do that so um there's there's definitely an opportunity to do it but you 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 have to do it on a a case-by-case basis i think again you you have to do the research because some people still really do not like it yeah of course yeah definitely need to make sure that (laughs) personal preferences and how they like to be contacted definitely so in terms of um your role so 
what does that look like as deputy editor? I mean, do you do still do writing? Um, if so, what do you sort of like writing about? Um, it's it's the old adage and the old uh, kind of uh, cheesy line of every day is is different, really. Um, at Future, we are very e-commerce driven. Uh, we make a lot of our money through affiliate partnerships and, and buying guides, as, as I've mentioned. So our managing editor really oversees that side. He deals with the e-commerce side, uh, the sales teams, the marketing teams, the product teams. And uh, on my role largely is to look after the editorial content. So news stories, features, um, contributions, uh, sorting out whether we've been to events and, and managed to get stuff out of there, just really overseeing the uh the day-to-day content strategy and I, I, as i mentioned that that can be incredibly different uh depending on if there are big conferences or, or events going on we as we're recording this we're, we're getting ready for google io which is happening tomorrow and um one of my writers is over in the us at an intel uh, conference so just trying to work out how we can get of as, as a kind of wide reach of content as possible that is going to be interesting to our readers is yeah it's always really important when it comes to specific themes again we try and be the one-stop shop slash hub for everything that a business needs when you're starting so that's everything from security software to uh the laptops you might use down to really kind of specific stuff like buying a pos system or a web hosting service or the right kind of website builder and we look to offer as much advice and, and options as possible really so we don't try and and pigeonhole ourselves to specific beats or specific fields but in the end everything we write does have to uh, relate somehow to some of our commercial content and and buying guides as well so it's always worth if you're looking to pitch any future title really seeing what their focuses are when it comes to the e-com side and and keeping that in mind. Mm. So in terms of the commercial and and advertorial side of the business so what impact does that have on your relationship with with PRs like you say is it worth us as PR people getting in touch with um, your commercial editors or is it worth speaking to you about like what you've got coming up on the commercial side and trying to tie the two yeah definitely something we we have seen especially over the last few years is PR agencies getting involved in that a lot more and initially that was a bit of a surprise to us you know, we'd, we'd have an account manager or, or an AE email us and say, um, our client wants to do some advertorials or they want to talk about advertising. Um, can you point us in the right direction? And sometimes we as, as journalists are the right people, but even if we're not, we can point you in, in the right direction because if it's someone that we know, uh, a client or a company that we we know is going to be a good fit for our website then we're obviously happy to to put them in touch but it it, it again depends on a case by case basis so if you think it might work by all means do get in touch but we we do have a full list of you know everyone who who works on the site and what they kind of focus on on, on the website as well great so what do you think the future of media relations and journalism looks like do you think there's any one thing that's going to have a huge impact on on the sector or is it is it going to just be lots of of little things do you think yeah i think so i've i've been in journalism now for, for nearly a decade and it, it, it's definitely the little things have 
have combined have influenced over time and a lot of websites look very different to to how they did 10 years ago especially for online journalism google is king and getting the right keywords getting the right seo um we've seen some publications completely pivot to just focusing on one or two key topics you know just focusing on apple products or android products or specific kinds of software there are there are some websites that just focus on vpn reviews and i think we're, we're definitely going to see a lot more of that kind of pigeonholing of content but at the end of the day people will still want to hear news and, and updates hopefully um at least i do I, I i hope they will so there is hopefully still going to be a spot for for straight news whether that's written by us as as humans or uh the you know the much vaunted ai technology that has um started to creep in and i think it's one a couple of the big american news wires and, and publications are experimenting with it at the moment um so we'll, we'll see how that goes but that kind of personal touch especially when you're looking to offer the sort of content that we do which is that you know uh, personal advice and uh, guidance for for people looking to start up or, or grow a business hopefully there'll always be a spot for that great well thank you so much for chatting to us mike it's been really insightful and we really appreciate it and thank you to our for, to our listeners for listening so remember you can keep up to date with our podcast schedule by visiting our website or checking out our socials. Bye for now.